Joe, how much golf have you played in your life? Uh, maybe 10 rounds in my life. That's not bad. That's, That's not, not bad. It's not good. I've been playing a lot lately, and I was thinking about how similar golf and DFS are, right? Because before you play, you're like, oh, I got such good... I just got good, such a good feeling about this one. This is going to be great. I don't ever. This have is going to be feeling. awesome. Oh, you don't ever. Okay. You never have that. Like I'm going to play well today. Nope. Nope. Okay, not for well. me. Not especially with golf. Mm-mm. Look, I'm a dreamer. I'm an optimist, right? Definitely something you're not. I'm an optimist. <laughs> so I'll be like, this round is going to be great, and then I'll go out there and it'll suck, and then I'll hit one good shot. Maybe I'll make a 60 foot putt. And I'm like, I can do this. I, DFS is the same way. Going into the weekend, I'm like, these are fire lineups. This is, this stuff's amazing. And then the weekend sucks. And maybe I'll have a nice sweat Sunday night that keeps me coming back. So my point is I hate golf and I hate daily fantasy. Let's talk. What do you think? That's fair. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's a dumpster fire sports NFL week three. First off, can we talk about your best lineup from last week? How well did you do? Oh man. Um, You always hit me with this and I just, I don't think you just never. Okay. You don't have that just pulled up. You haven't been staring at it and thinking about it. I haven't just been dreaming about my best lineup from last week. My best lineup from last week was 176. Let's see. My best um, lineup from last week was 181.8. Wow. Okay. That's with, uh, uh, kind of impressive. With the big old turd from one Julio Jones with a big 4.4. Well, I got a turd from Devonta Adams. And then I also, had, I also had Chris Herndon in that lineup for one. Tell me about that. Dude, did I try to talk you out of Chris Herndon? I don't know if you did or not. Um, Man, everybody was on Chris Herndon last week. The amount of snaps this man is playing is just absurd, and he was so cheap. I mean, there was every reason in the world to play this guy, but now I, I don't know that I can play him. He's just he's blocking too much, not running enough four, routes. Four targets last week. I mean, you know who else plays a lot of snaps? The center. Yeah, he does. So... I don't hey, know. I, on high note, Herndon got four more targets than that guy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He did get more targets. Josh Allen and uh, Aaron Jones saved me there. So yeah, I, overall, I had a uh, Dallas stack in that game, in my in that uh, lineup, I should say, with Aaron Jones kicking okay. around in it. So, um, you played a ton of cash last week. Always, always. Is that is that your thing? Like. Split it up. What percentage of your lineups go into cash? Man, probably 60, 70% at least. Whew. That's impressive. I wish I had the uh, I wish I had the gumption. I'm too much of an optimist. I'm trying to win me a house, bro. Look, I mean, I- I'd love to win that house money too, but that's tough. Well, I know, but you're not going to. Here's the thing. What's your goal? Like, are you trying to withdraw a certain amount? Do you have a goal where you're like, all right, I'm going to triple up this 200 bucks playing cash and then I'm going to withdraw 
half of it. Not really. I mean, the goal is to play next week, right? Okay. Yeah, I should be playing cash, too. That's a good thought. You should right, be I, playing cash. I know. But I can't, listen, most of the time I lose both anyway, so what does it matter? Not this <laughs> week. We turn it around. This is the week. Dumpster Fire Sports. Find us on Twitter, Dumpster Sports. And by the way, I did put our listener league out there, and we already have somebody in it. There you go. We have, yeah, we have uh, – I don't necessarily know that they're a listener, <laughs> but somehow they're just they looking found, for free money. That's what I said. So the link is on our Twitter channel, Dumpster Sports, and you can find that link, and I'll send it out again before the main slate kicks off Sunday morning. He's JKNKC. Find him under that handle on Twitter and on Twitch. And I'm Brady Goodman. Follow me on Twitter with my name as well. All right. Here's what we're doing this week. First, Joe's going to – do you want to feed us the chalk first and then we'll talk about some specific games or you want to talk games first? Yeah, I think we should just let's, – let's talk right, games right away. Let's okay. get right into the games. Some of these games are going to be more chalky than others. For okay. Sure. Okay. Now, listen, here's the game I want you to talk me out of. Okay, I seem to do this thing where I get stuck and I find a game and then I just tell myself all these stories and convince myself all these plays that need to be made. My game of the week is Philly versus Cincinnati. Uh, 46.5 over and under on Thursday. Philly is like a seven-point favorite. Here's Here's my notes on this. Both teams have favorable tight end spots, but... Obviously, Philly is sharing a lot of the tight end targets. So Sample is now the starting tight end in Cincinnati. He isn't sharing. So I'm loving Sample this week. He's now the starter thanks to an injury. I like the Cincinnati defense because Philly has given up eight sacks, four interceptions, and Philly's defense is super cheap. You don't need many sacks or interceptions. Granted, Philly will probably score enough points that – You'll lose those points, but I do think they could sneak out a sack and maybe an INT. Um, I kind of like Burrow. He's dropped back 64 times. That's 12 more than any other quarterback in the league and seven more than anybody else this year. All right, Sanders in a good spot because Cincinnati's a run defense is really bad. This is his second game back. Uh, 20 attempts last week. He almost had 100 yards. He did have a fumble, but again, that was his first game back. I think he's going to be more up to speed against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's given up two rushing touchdowns. They're giving up five yards of carry and 185 yards per game. With Cincinnati throwing so much, I think that Philly is going to use um, Sanders and just run the crap out of the ball, try to slow it down, try to control the game so that Burrow isn't dropping back and throwing the ball all over the place. Those are my notes, Joe. Your thoughts on why that's all wrong? I don't think that's all wrong necessarily. Um, you know, 47 points is normally a high total, but there's some higher total games this week. Um, sure. So I'm, I'm more looking for towards those games to stack, but I don't mind taking one-offs from a couple of these teams here. Um, I, I'm really loving Miles Sanders this week, which will probably blow up in my face like, Derrick Henry did last week. Um, but, man, Miles Sanders is just way too cheap this week. And I need you to talk me off of a guy on Cincinnati. Okay. 
AJ Green. Tell me why <laughs> I shouldn't play AJ Green. Listen, he has not played well this season. Right. Correct? He he's played awful. Literally played horribly. But the man is six thousand dollars. He gets a ridiculous amount of targets. Over the first two weeks, he's gotten 22 targets. He's gotten exactly eight receptions on those 22 targets. But you know how much I love volume. He's getting all the volume. He's getting 22 targets in two weeks. If he gets another 11 this week and he is 6K, I I just don't see how I can't play this guy at least somewhere. Sure. I mean, listen, he's... I don't know what's going wrong with him this season. I don't know if it's Burrow. Part of my problem is I feel like Cincinnati has a lot of places to take the ball, but A.J. Green is getting a ton of the defense, so you talk about his catch rate being so low. has to be two things. One, Joe Burrow and having a rookie quarterback, plus the fact that he's getting a ton of defense on him, right? And he's been dealing with an injury. He is coming back from an injury that made him miss all of last year. So, I mean, it it could be a rust thing, but, I mean, he's also getting up there in age, so who knows. But, I mean, I just – for him being six grand and getting 11 targets a game the last two weeks, I just – there's going to be a week this year that he just goes off, and I want to be there when he does. Right. Well, okay, so the Eagles have allowed 19 points on average – two wide receivers, but the league average is 23.8. So it looks like the the Eagles are a little tighter, but I don't know. I mean, I like A.J. Green. I have him in season long, and you got to figure at some point the guy's going to blow up, like you said, and you want to be there for it. But, dude, nine targets, five catches. I know. I mean, 14 yards is the long. It's gross. But He's not running deep routes. There's at some point the man is gonna go off. Right. At some point he's got to be that guy that goes up for the ball and just takes it down from any corner within ten yards of him again. I just well, I can't imagine him not being that person. Dude, you always do the math. Let's say he is that cheap. How many points do you need out of him? I mean, re- realistically, in a GPP, we're looking for three x. He needs eighteen points. So, I mean, he gets a touchdown. He, he right. gets that. I mean, you get six catches for 60 yards and a touchdown, and you're there. Yeah, but I mean. You got to get that six catches, which seems to be troublesome from him lately. So he's got total for the season nine more targets than Tyler Boyd, but three less receptions. He's averaging a little farther um, per catch, but not much, half a yard. I mean, I'm with you, but – Boyd, Green, Sample, um, they they throw to Mixon some. I'm not mad at you for that play. So is this a game that you're looking to game stack? Yes. Not necessarily. Yes, I am. I'm going as a stack to people. I'm definitely thinking Burrow. I'm definitely playing Sample, and I'm definitely playing Sanders. Okay. I, that's the thing. A.J. Green would fit great in that stack would he not yeah yeah i mean i i i definitely love sanders as a bring back um like i said because he's so cheap i mean he's like 6k too right yeah Uh, he can easily pay that off no problem 
Um, right. And I mean, with those two guys on Philly, I mean, the two guys on Cincy that you're talking about with Burrow and Sample, they're so cheap that, I mean, that that's they can easily pay that off. Dude, Sample's like 3500 If Sample falls in the end zone and gets a couple catches, he's paid off his price tag. Yes. And he's had, when he was sharing for a portion of the season, 10 targets, eight receptions. He's got 10 targets, A.J. Green, 22. They have the same amount of receptions. I mean, but I'm with you, man. I think eventually AJ Green does go off. Maybe this is the week. It'll be interesting. I'm loving that game. It's not a sexy game, but I'm loving it. Here's the other game I'm looking at. Um, Minnesota versus Tennessee. You talked about the over-under. This one's close to 50, 49.5. So, and it's two basically bad defenses. Minnesota's defense is bad. Henry is due to score, right? He's got a ton of attempts. 31 and 25 in the first two games. I saw a stat. He has the most runs without a touchdown, uh, whatever it is, 50 plus runs or whatever, without a touchdown since like the 1950s. That's not going to last. Derrick Henry's getting enough touches. He's Derrick Henry. He's going to score. Will it be this week? Maybe. Minnesota's rushing defense, 28th in the league. Two games, small sample size. Keep that in mind. Uh, Tannehill. 500 and oh, I don't even know what that means. 500 yards, zero interceptions. He's averaging 20 points a game. And Jonu Smith, um, if he plays, which he's dealing with a bit of an injury, 13 targets, 24 targets, touchdowns in the first two games. Well, how do you feel about that, Tennessee, specifically that Derrick Henry play? I, I like the Derrick Henry play because he was so chalky last week and just busted for everybody with 8.4 points. I mean, we basically paid $100 per tenth of a point. Like every $1,000 we paid for a point, which is just disgusting. Uh, so I think he will be super low owned this week. And by super low owned, like 15, 20% tops when last week he was like 50 or 60, I think. Um, so I don't think people are going to want to go back to D Hember just yet. Uh, <laughs> But he, man, I mean, I just, Tannehill, I just, I don't know that I can get there for Tannehill. I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's uh, cheap. That, and yeah, where are all those nice. points coming from in that game? If the over-under is 50. Well, that's, that's the thing. I don't know that that game gets to 50 because Minnesota plays so slow. Minnesota has ran like, I think they ran like 40 something plays last week, which is just disgusting. I mean, Cincinnati dropped back almost 70 times last week just passing the ball and Minnesota ran like 46 plays last week. So wow, they are trying to slow the game down or they're trying to get this game over with as quick as possible. <laughs> well, and, yeah, because their defense is bad. Yeah. But I mean, those just aren't the, those aren't the games that I'm trying to get after. I want to go after the games that are super high overalls or overs over unders and those teams are trying to score, score, score. But that this is a 50 over under. That's got to be one of the higher totals of the week. It definitely is. I just, I, I mean, if Minnesota is only going to run 45, 50 plays again, I just don't know that it gets there. Right. That makes sense. But if it's slow, that's also good for Derrick Henry, is it not? It's not necessarily great for him. 
if Tennessee gets up in this game, that's great for him because they'll just be handing it off to him a million times. Um, right. But being slow just takes less plays away from the Titans as well. So. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking at over unders. The only two games with higher projected totals: Detroit and Arizona, Cowboys and Seattle. Um, I guess Green Bay and New Orleans Sunday night off the main slate at 52 and Chiefs and Baltimore at 54, but that's Monday night. So, look, this Dallas-Seattle game, a huge total, right, 55.5, but I just can't pick and choose the weapons. I don't know where they're going to end up. And that game looks so frustrating from that angle. If you're talking about trying to pick between, you know, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Don't pick between them. Play them both? Game stack it. Go Russell Wilson with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and then bring it back with like a Zeke or pick your favorite receiver on Dallas. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Pick your favorite receiver on Dallas is easier said than done. I mean, if if you're game stacking and you're going from the Seattle side as your main stack, and that being the Russell Wilson, Metcalf, Lockett stack, uh, easily you could just bring it back with Zeke, who, I mean, if Dak doesn't fall in three times from the then from the one, then Zeke has 45 points last week instead of the 25 that he had. So, I mean, it, it's Zeke kind of got, I can't think of the word. He got uh, screwed by his quarterback, right. for lack of a better term. Uh, last week. Vultured, yeah. yeah. He got vultured last week by his own quarterback running it in three times, which we don't think is going to continue to happen. I think Dak has ran in six touchdowns the last couple of years. So him running in three in one week is just outrageous and most likely not going to continue to happen. But look at this offense on the Dallas side. So not only do you have Zeke and, and Dak running in, but Cooper, Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and the Schultz tight end. What's going on with him? He showed up out of nowhere. Ten targets last week with a touchdown, 88 yards. He's averaging 10 yards a catch. So you got four receivers plus Zeke. How do you pick out anybody on that Dallas offense? I mean, I think picking out somebody on this Dallas offense, I think you know that Zeke is going to get his 20, 25, 30 touches. So I think Zeke is the obvious go-to there. Um, If you're looking at wide receiver, uh, I don't know if home road splits are going to be as big of a thing this year with no crowds. Uh, But Amari Cooper used to. Uh, not play as well on the road. But then that first week of the season, they were on the road, and he got 14 targets, caught 10 of them. So who knows if home road splits are a thing this year. Um, I think if you want to go for the low-owned guy, I think Michael Gallup is that guy uh, because he hasn't done as much as everybody else. I think CeeDee Lamb is the hot name right now with him getting that 100-yard bonus last week and him being the cheapest, just barely under Gallup. Uh, man, Dalton Schultz, I, I just don't know about this guy. Uh yeah, he got 10 targets last week, but when you have those three receivers on the field, I just don't know that I can count on him getting 10 targets again. Well, right, but Michael Gallup, who's got eight points or less, let's give him eight points the first two weeks at 5,500, and then if you go to Schultz, he's 4,500, save you $1,000 that you have to spend on Zeke, 22 points last week. Yeah, more in one week than 
right? And and some of that has to be the fact that Dallas does have a pretty damn good receiving core. So you have to cover all those guys and you have to kind of let the, the tight end go loose, right? And because you also have the running back coming out of the backfield. Yeah. I mean, all of that said, Michael Gallup is going to be like A.J. Green. He's he's more of the downfield threat on this Dallas team. Uh, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb are kind of the short pass over the middle guys. So some point this season, Michael Gallup is going to catch a deep ball or two, and he's going to score 25, 30 points. And- yeah, but, but listen, listen, this doesn't sound like cash advice coming from our cash player. Who said we were talking cash? We're talking stacks, oh, man. We're, we're okay, talking GPPs okay. right now. Okay, 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 okay. So, yes, I agree. I mean, if eventually Michael Gallup's going to go off. Yeah, I mean, if, if we're talking cash, then in cash games, you don't necessarily need to stack, and most of the time, I do not. Cash, you want to play the best plays. GPPs, you got to try and stack them up so you can double dip those touchdowns. Right, okay. All right, so, I mean... That's where I'm at. You're right. It is a juicy stack. For me, I just so much rather play Miles Sanders where he's like basically the only option in Philly against Cincinnati versus trying to guess which wide receiver in Dallas is going to go off. Unless there's some stat I can look at. Unless I should be looking at the, you know, Seattle's defensive backs. I mean, so I did – I was listening to another podcast. Don't tell anybody else, but I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about how um, pro football focus brought up the, which one is more important, a pass rush or the secondary. Yeah. And Seattle basically went opposite of that and they paid all their secondary players. And now they're just giving up points left and right. Uh, I just don't see anybody in the Seattle secondary being able to keep up with these three ridiculous and fast receivers. Well, but I mean, again, okay, so you bring up a good point. You're like, Zeke's going to get his, but then also they're giving up a ton of points and can't stay with the wide receivers because it's possible that the wide receivers do nothing and Zeke does it all, or Zeke does minimal, right? Doesn't earn his 8300 worth, and it all goes to the wide receivers. Yeah, and that's where that's where the GPPs come in. If you, right. if you are stacking with Dak, then you might want to leave Zeke out because more likely, I mean, that correlation between quarterback running back isn't as strong as, even when it's a pass catching running back like Zeke, it's not as strong as a quarterback wide receiver. So if you, if you went into this game and you were like, I'm going to stack Dak Prescott with Amari and CeeDee Lamb, and then you want to bring it back with Metcalf or Lockett or possibly both still, you can do that, and that that's a very viable stack. If you want to stack the Seattle side and bring it back with Zeke, that's also a viable stack. You could also bring it back with the wide receiver if you feel more comfortable with that. But, I mean, it's all kind of playing, and this is where the bigger players get into ownership. And if, if there's a stack that is going to be highly owned, like say Dak, Amari, and CeeDee Lamb are going to be a super heavy, heavily owned stack, then they'll take Zeke to gain leverage off of the passing game for Dallas. Right. So what you're telling me is I need to enter 150 lineups to have a shot. And then that way I can stack this game 50 different ways. Every which way. 
Yeah. Not necessarily. You don't have to enter 150 lineups. You just you got to take the leverage when you can get it. And if you see that somebody's going to be that a certain stack or certain group of players are going to be heavily owned, then maybe you go towards the opposite thing of that. So if if the pass game is going to be super heavy, then you go snag that running back or or you just snag the freaking pass game and run with the chalk. (laughs) I'm about it. All right. What other game are you looking at? So the other game that I was looking at, I mean, I was loving that uh, Dallas and Seattle game, but the other game I'm looking at is Arizona and Detroit. Yeah. And let me tell you, if Kenny Galladay is back this week, I am all over Matthew Stafford. I think he's too cheap if Kenny Galladay is back. I think a Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Matthew Stafford stack isn't a bad idea. Maybe you throw TJ Hawkinson in there, who I don't think will be that highly owned at 5.3K. Um, He's kind of in that no man's land for tight end where he's not quite to the top end, but he's not one of the cheaper tight ends. Uh, And last year when Arizona was our floor chart tight end team, this is the game that Hawkinson went off in week one for just ridiculous stats. And uh, everybody freaked out and thought he was going to be the next Travis Kelsey or Gronk or whoever. (laughs) I mean, listen, he's not getting a ton of targets, but he's catching 100% of balls. Four targets, four catches, five targets, five catches, 16 and 10 point-wise the last couple weeks. Now, Galladay coming back is going to take some of those targets, right? I mean, yes, they also it'll also open things up for him more with Galladay being more of a deep threat guy. It'll open up the middle for him and Marvin Jones a little more uh, because as far as I know, the Lions don't have a great deep threat guy other than Galladay. Um, so, I mean, I'm not afraid of Danny Amendola going deep. <laughs> right? So, like, yeah. Danny Galladay is that deep threat that spreads the field and opens it up for Marvin Jones and uh, TJ Hawkinson to go over the middle. Listen, I have Galladay in my big season long, so I'm ready for him to come back. It's been killing me uh, having him out there, so I love hearing you say that. Who are you running it back with? I mean, honestly, I I almost like the other side of this even better. Um, This this game totals at 55.5 right now. Uh, The implied total for the Arizona Cardinals, who have just been scoring at will, is 30 points this week. Wow. I mean, Kyler Murray is just a monster. The guy's going to continue to be a monster all year. Kenyon Drake, too cheap. 6K, not nearly enough for what I think he's going to do this week. DeAndre Hopkins is our highest-priced receiver this week at 7.9K, but I I think you can easily throw them in a stack. Um, And then this is the one that's a little off the wall. Uh, The one and only Dan Arnold. (laughs) Okay. At tight end, Uh, I think he could get there. Uh, I mean, he's only, he's literally, he's 2,800, 2,800. Yeah. So the guy has to fall in the end zone from 10 yards out and he paid it off. One reception from 10 yards out for a touchdown. He paid off his salary. That's all you need. Now, in week two, he logged 73% of the team's offensive snaps and finished tied for third in targets. Um, 
because Max Williams, the other tight end, is now on IR. But, man, I hear what you're saying, but four targets? Right, but, I mean, look at last week. Last week he had four targets, caught two balls. He had uh, 26 yards on those two targets, or on those two catches. If one of those is a touchdown, he goes from 4.6 to 10.6, and he's paid off plus extra. Mm. I mean, he literally, we need 9K from him, or 9 points from him, not even, to pay off the 3X salary. I got to imagine his uh, ownership percentage is going to be pretty low. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there are going to be many people on Dan Arnold this week, but I've been <laughs> wrong before. Okay, I mean I'm with you. I'm still stuck. To me, I just can't. I'm not smart enough to pick those big games like that. I like the Chiefs and Ravens. The Chiefs. I play so few Chiefs each week because who knows? Tyreek Hill could have three. Anybody could have three any given week, so I stay away from the Chiefs all the time. Right, I'm already guessing enough. <laughs> and that's that's when the bigger players would tell you, or the the other podcast that I'm not listening to <laughs> would tell you uh, that that's when you get your leverage. Like if Tyreek Hill is going to be chalk that week, then you go to Travis Kelsey, you go to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and you take the lower owned guys. Right. And yeah. that's what gives you leverage and. Then as soon as a 50% Tyreek doesn't do anything and you have 10% Travis, you're set. And your lineup just jumped over 50% of the field. Right. No, I mean, I'm with you. So where are you getting this ownership projection that you like so much? (laughs) The ownership projection that I like so much? I'm not necessarily looking at ownership projections until Saturday because, I mean, they're, they're just noise right now. Um but everything that I've looked at so far has Dan Arnold as 1% or less. So I'm, I'm kind of liking Dan Arnold in the stack this week. I can't wait to say that was the call of the year, dude. I'm going to play him. I'm in. I mean, I'll play, I'll play him, but it'll be probably one, maybe two lineups. Most of my, most of my Kyler love will be with D hop and maybe Drake or, Man might fire Kirk up again, but I'm gonna put in. Guy. I'm putting Dan Arnold right now, going away from Logan Thomas, who I love. Oh, don't do I'm that! Putting, I'm putting Dan Arnold do in it. our in our listener league, dude. It's I, a dollar. I am all over Logan Thomas this week. He is my favorite tight end this week. Not even yeah, close. No, I agree. Logan Thomas and Drew Sample are the biggies for me for sure. So I got Amari Cooper in here. I'm going to put Gallup in there because you like Gallup, right? And I got a bunch of money to spend. I got Dak in there. Um, I mean, before we go all, I love Gallup over here. I don't love Gallup. I, I think Gallup is a good play because I think he'll be the cheapest or the less, the least owned of the three Dallas receivers. Oh, for sure. Uh, okay, so then um, – I got 10,000 left. Zeke's an easy plug in, right? Here's my other question before we get to the chalk. Um, What are you doing with the running back situation in um, L.A., the Chargers? Eckler, more points, but getting less touches than Joshua Kelly. And they're going up against 
possibly the worst run defense in the league in the Carolina right. Panthers. Right. They are horrible against the run. Um, yes. I mean, if if you think the Chargers are going to get up in that game, then you go Joshua Kelly. Uh, if you think they're going to be trailing at any point in that game, then I think you go Austin Eckler for the pass-catching role. So I think that's kind of a game script on you thing. If you, like I said, if you think they're trailing, then it's all Austin Eckler because he's the only one catching passes. Um, and honestly, if Tyrod Taylor plays, I don't know the, that you can go Austin Eckler. I don't know that you can play a week after a punctured lung from a needle from your doctor, but... I mean, uh, no way he plays. Right. They I mean, that's my, that's my thought, but I don't know. That's a weird situation, man. And I need Joshua Kelly to go off. All right. So, Joe, let me pull up DraftKings. Let me pull up a uh, cash lineup. And I'm just going to – you're going to type in the chalk for me. Okay? I'll type it in. You just feed me that chalk so I can type it right in. Okay? Oh, boy. How does that sound? You just want the chalkiest of chalk. I want the chalk. I want you to max me out. Give me the play that everybody's making. All week long. I mean, I think I think Kyler Murray is going to be the chalkiest quarterback. Okay. Um, I'm okay with that. That's fine. I mean, I just don't know how anybody can go away from Kyler Murray with the way he's been playing. I'm Man. in. Let's see. Uh, at running back, I think Miles Sanders is probably going to be the chalk. Got him in there. Jonathan Taylor will probably be the one of the chalkier guys again. When let tell me tell me you're playing Jonathan Taylor this week. I am now. I don't okay, like but that so much. Before this, were you playing Jonathan Taylor not. this week? I was not. Why were you I not was, playing Jonathan Taylor? I, I don't know. I'm not as hyped up on him as everybody else. He had nine attempts week one. But he also he. Marlon Mack was in that backfield in week one. Marlon Mack got hurt. And then him and Naeem Hines came in to split the work. Yeah. I mean, he got he got 15 touches in week one, which is pretty absurd for a first-week yeah. rookie with no preseason. Right. And he That's didn't true. start the game. Um, last week, he had 28 touches. I mean, I... I think if you played him last week for 5700 when he was going to be 60% owned, I there's no way that you should not play him this week at 7k <laughs> when okay. his ownership's going to drop in half. Okay, I'm in. Who else? Give me some wide receiver. Oh, give me the tight end. Who's the chalkiest tight end? Higby again because he had 3 last week. I think Logan Thomas is probably going to be the chalkiest tight end this week. Okay, good. Uh, He's yeah, cheap, 3700 Cleveland is an absolute dumpster fire against tight end. So uh, Logan Thomas, who's getting eight, nine targets each week, uh, should definitely be able to do something as long as Haskins can, you know, hit him in the hands or the chest or put it within reaching distance. Feed me that wide receiver, Chuck. Uh, wide receiver this week. I, I, it's going to be hard to get away from the... I think the chalky players are going to be in that Seattle-Dallas game. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the, both of those Seattle receivers will be up there uh, as far as chalky. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins will probably be chalky in 
uh, in that high scoring game with Kyler as a quarterback. A lot of people want to make that team stack. Um, Deontay Johnson could be highly owned again. Uh, he's just, he's still not expensive enough unless he's really hurt with this toe injury that he's got. Yeah. What's going on there? Uh, man, I, I don't know. I, I heard that he had a toe injury of some kind. I don't, obviously we don't know how bad it is or what his pain uh, threshold is going to be. We know he's not going to get his punctured lung from getting that (laughs) needle in his foot, but, uh, so he got a full practice in on Thursday. I mean, then I think fire him up 5.4 K. He should, he should get there. Yeah. All right. So, uh, who else do you have? I don't have a lot of money left, but I'm looking chalky and that I like. Yeah, you're looking super chalky if you've been playing these people. How much money are you talking over there? I got five grand for my flex, but give me a cheap wide receiver and we can put more money. Corey Davis, Deshaun Jackson against Cincinnati. Nine targets last week, 12 points. He's five grand. Are you you ready for a... Stone men, stone men, wide receiver, wide receiver. Yes, I am. KJ Hamler. Okay. Why? Uh, well, he's playing for the horrible team out there in Colorado. Um, but Cortland Sutton just was lost for the season last week. Uh, KJ Hamler is looking like he's going to get some more love this week. He is three K. He literally needs to catch a ball for 20 yards and get in the end zone. He's paying off his salary. Um, <clears throat> Is that game on the main slate? Yeah. I, I don't even see him. Okay, here we go. They're playing oh, against Tampa Handler. Bay. All right, there he is. Okay. Shoot. That leaves me two grand left. Yeah, I mean, last week against Pittsburgh – Obviously, he was not. I don't believe he was playing the entire game, but uh, he had one rush attempt for nine yards. Uh, he also had seven targets for three receptions and 48 yards. So last week, I don't think he played the full game, and he had 8.7 points. Now, Cortland Sutton is obviously not in there to take away targets or anything else from him. So I think he's got an easy path to getting that 3x that we're looking for. Okay, get ready to dip this fat piece of chalk in some ketchup and just nosh. You ready for this cash lineup? Kyler Murray, Sanders, Jonathan Taylor, KJ Hamler, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, Logan Thomas, Ezekiel Elliott, and the Bengals going up against Cincinnati. Well, the Bengals can't go up against Cincinnati, but... Oh, yeah, going up against Philly. Good point. <laughs> That's why we're a dumpster fire, bro. This is where I need my dumpster fire sound effect when I say something stupid. Um, Cincinnati going up against Philly. I'm leaving 400 on the table. That is very chalky. You love it. Possibly Isn't it the chalk chalkiest good? of all chalk. Isn't uh... that good? I mean, yes and no. In a, in a single entry cash double up? Sometimes. Uh, some chalk is good chalk. Not all chalk is good chalk. Well, if if they don't score, then it's bad chalk. But that means everybody else doesn't score either. Right. I mean, luckily, I don't think any of the players that you're playing are going to be 
60, 70% owned like we had last week with the Zeke, Henry, and Taylor of the world. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if we're playing this in cash, obviously I am a volume guy from the teachings of one Al Smizzle. He, yeah. uh, he tries to get 70 touches into those three running back slots, two running back slots in the flex spot. And I think we definitely have that from those three easily. So I'm all about that. And then I think we have a decent amount of volume coming in at those wide receiver spots. So I, it could be a pretty good check, uh, cash lineup. All right. I'm going to put it in there. Listen, I would love, listen, I would love to be super chalky because that means at least I'm making the same plays that everybody else is, not these dumbass plays that I'm making every week <laughs> that keep me losing. I'd rather lose with 70% of the field just to go, oh, okay, well, at least I can figure out what everybody else is figuring out now adjust. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I get that, but at some point you just got to – <laughs> Dude, know. I've been playing for five years and I'm still horrible. Let's try <laughs> to chalk it up and let's see what happens. I like that. Let's go. I want to put that in some head-to-head lineups. This is what people get. Maybe they'll right. be searching me out. Maybe that's what they should be doing, searching me out because they I hear might be searching you out now. <laughs> By the way, I, again, um, I will on our Twitter on our Twitter channel put our link to our listener league one more time. Dumpster Sports, find him, JKNKC. I'm at Brady Goodman. Steve, Shark Daddy, hopefully will rejoin us soon. Oh, yeah. Final question, Joe, as we're going out, as the music's playing, Devonte Freeman, he's now on the slate. Are you playing him? Not if you gave me $5 to put the lineup in. Dude, he's fresh off the couch. He's well-rested. Yeah, I don't want him. Straight from the couch to the NFL sidelines. You don't like him? No, you could be like, hey, Joe, I'll give you $10 for this $10 double up this week. You have to play Freeman. I would say keep your money, Brady. (laughs) Oh, it's good advice. Sometimes I feel like I'm talking to my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to fatherhood, Joe. You're you're fitting right in. You're nailing it. All right, uh, Dumpster Fire Sports. That's uh, episode three, NFL week three. Good luck, Joe. Good luck, man. Yeah.